0: Hello, this is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, coming back to you with another video. And in this video, I have Danielle, also known as Ebonics Sims. Welcome to the channel.
1: Hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, guys. My name is Danielle. As Deborah said, um, I also go by Ebonics. I'm a uh, custom content creator, but overall a content creator, a Twitch partner, EA game changer, and 3D artist as well. <laughs> we love to see so, it.
0: <laughs> so, first question: How did you get into playing Sims, and what do you, what do you like about it that you've been playing it for so long?
1: Um, I got into the Sims from the first one. So, from we're talking 1999, 2000, I got my very first little PC, little Windows ninety five, the dial up connection, <laughs> um, and I think I saw it. I, I saw my first like. Sims, like the packaging when I was out with my mum, and we have a store similar to Hudson News that you guys have, Um, it's yeah. called WH Smith and um, they used to sell games and stuff there, Um, so I saw it and I was like, okay this is cute, didn't have a PC then, so it was then when I was like, okay no mum, I need a PC, we need to get a PC and then right. I played it and I've been stuck for the last 20 years Um, it's for me, I feel like you need to have the plum the plum bob gene in order to enjoy mm. the Sims. And so mm. a Plum Bob is the little green thing that is above the Sims head. Um, yeah. and I feel like any Simmer will tell you there's just something about the Sims that you just love. You just there's no real way to describe it. It's just a love mm. of being able to make your own stories and being as creative as you want with a, a world essentially with whatever kind of person you want. To be so
0: so for anybody who's not uh, familiar with the sims what 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 are the different things that people do with the sims when playing
1: um so the sims is kind of famous for being a life simulation game you i guess essentially start out with a young adult and you can decide whatever you whatever way this young adult's life is going to go So you can have them be rich and famous, you can have them struggle a bit, you can have them start off with a whole family and then do like legacy, a legacy type thing where you take over the child and then you live their life. So you can have like, there's people that do like 10 generations of legacies and you know you can literally see with the story progression how the other side of the family lives. Um, But it doesn't even have to be that, you could literally be anything, there's so many different careers that you could explore and you know you could essentially create your own world however you want it and it's sandbox Mm so you can have them live in an apartment in the city or you can have them live out on the boonies you know it doesn't you know it can be any you can literally make it wherever you want and i think that's one of the things i love about it there's no real um limitations when it comes to kind of building up the life that you want your sim to live
0: and I love how we as Black people got to add our spice to it. So what you're doing with your um, custom content, but also like the little videos that people be doing, like, the, like oh, yeah. whether there's like a fight video or like people cussing each other out. Mm-hmm. And then we the, do, we the, the twerk video.
1: <laughs> the twerk ones are amazing. I mean, I am... Um, <laughs> one of the stories that I play on Twitch, so I do a Let's Play. And a Let's Play mm-hmm. is essentially um, what Sim is called um i guess it's like you're building up a story so let's play out this this storyline let's see where this storyline goes um so there's a storyline that i play called he gotta have it which is a take Mm. on she gotta have it um Mm. (laughs) and i thought it would be great for one episode where this the main guy his name is idris he's slept with this woman, she's claiming that the baby is his, his mum is like, absolutely not, we're going to Maury, so we literally I literally made a Maury set and I had it set up on the stream I had the little Maury thing at the bottom, I had Maury the sim come on, do the conversation and then I had him read out the um. the paternity test <laughs> result and I did a video of Idris dancing you know how they dance across the stage that yeah. was Idris and it was wild it was freaking crazy but that's what I love about it because you can just be so creative with what you do in the game
0: yeah I feel like we add something to different products that the people who made it never thought would be done <laughs> like... never never
1: never honestly it's the modders that make the game like i'm being so for real there'll be people who are on like twitter or instagram like that's the sims for real <laughs> and then they'll be like I. Right. so they will go and buy the sims or download the Sims so that they can play the game with the mods that they've seen not at the base yeah. No, they ain't worried about what comes with the game they're worried about what they can put into the game to add that spice to it so yeah. it's definitely the modders and you know people that make all the cool animations and clothes and hairs and all that kind of stuff that actually make the game what it is
0: so speaking of all these things what has gained you some notoriety in the sims community go like to detail with that
1: um so they call me the Beyonce of the Sims, when it comes to like <laughs> yes. hairs, like hairs and stuff. I, it still doesn't sit right with me. I, it still doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, I've been doing this for five years. Um, mm-hmm. I've been kind of fo. I focus a lot of my time and my content creation around making hairs for us. So mm-hmm. I essentially it, it literally started off as me wanting a dashiki. Um, I was in my bed. I, I was off work for about seven months waiting for knee surgery. So I had mm-hmm. a lot of time to play The Sims. Um, and it, this is The Sims 4 we're talking about. So this is only, this is in like 2015. Um, okay. And I wanted my Sims to throw a party because I had this whole little setup and a little storyline okay. going. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, get their outfits together. Okay, I don't want to dress them in the same thing. Let me see if there's a Dashiki anywhere no dashiki so i said hmm okay okay let me let me see let me do some research so i found out how to do my own recolors and retextures and that's when i made my first piece of custom content and it was a dashiki and i was like yo this is this is actually fire um so then Mm -hmm. i shared it with the community and they were like yo this is bomb like how did you do this and i was like oh it's cool i could do a little bit more and then the more I did, the more I realized that the community needed more content that was for that was for us um so you know, down the line, I started creating hairs and I started learning how to use blender and um I mean, when I first opened Blender, I immediately closed it down because there was no such way <laughs> that I was going to I could maneuver my way around that but um you okay. uh, know about a year later, <laughs> plucked up the courage, I opened it up, and um the rest is history like I've been doing like the 3d modeling side of things for about three years and I've um just it's just grown like I don't know how but when it comes to the sims and especially if you're a black simmer I've been told that Mm -hmm. my name is a household name I don't know I'm just I'm I'm just quoting I'm quoting what I've been told um but it's because I've focused so much on making content for us it's like a bit it's like fubu for us by us and um yeah braids and locks and um and curls and puffs and you know just you know because for me hair is you know very representative of our culture and right as a base game the sims only has like six or seven hairstyles for women out of 64 that have a kink or coil in them and even then they're very dated they're very outdated so Mm -hmm. it's not likely that you know you pick up the game now in 2020, and you're gonna choose one of those hairs instinctively. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that's also why I make my content free because it's like I don't feel like there should be a paywall between the, the 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 gamer and them feeling represented in the game. So, yeah, so yeah, so that's that's kind of what it is. Just you know, just want us to be able to see ourselves in the game.
0: Yeah, Blender has gotten much better, but back in the in the back of the day bro, i've been struggling because i've been struggling learning blender because i know maya and cinema 4d but like blender i remember i was uh i had a co-worker who had a like little class at a community college and she asked All me right. to do the lab i couldn't even google how to help this dude do stuff they had to cancel the class because oh, no. i was like bro, i'm really good shooting but shooting but blessed the doc- documentation just wasn't that good back then that was maybe mm. 2013 2015 but i was just like i am a Google. Awesome googler and then I cannot figure out how to help this dude. But it's grown that much better.
1: It has definitely gotten a lot better. Um I mean, I'm still I still use um I haven't transition over to the new one so they've got uh the 2.8 and even Mm 2.9 that's out now so I'm still on 2.7 but it's because I'm one what I'm familiar with and Maya still is something that I dabble in and out of as well so if I need something made in Maya I'll do it export it as an OBJ, and then put it in blender because I know how to manipulate blender like really like a lot better than I do Maya um Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I mean, even like everything that I've learned is is majorly, majorly self-taught. Like Googling and learning different, watching different videos, but then applying it to, to what I need to do. And then mm-hmm. I'll get hints and I've had like hints and tips from like friends across the years who know how to who know how to do certain things as well. Um, but majorly, like I haven't been to school for any of this. I'm, I'm a psychologist by trade. I studied um, psychology and counselling in university. So, and I used to um, I used to work in a school just for children with autism. I used to work with my council, um, supporting families that had kids with special needs. I used to work in social care, and social care was the last kind of job I had. Um, and it just feels like it is so the the two worlds do not. the two worlds clash completely they're they're not in the slightest any they're not the slightest relatable but um Mm -hmm. for me I feel kind of feel like I found my calling if that makes sense so this is this is I think the route that I need to go down
0: um so you mentioned the dashiki like how do you try to infuse your Nigerian culture into what you create
1: I mean, honestly, even just like through to down to features, you know, making Sims with beautiful dark skin, big noses, full mm-hmm. lips. I even try to use a lot of um, like very diverse Sims in my previews for the content that I upload. Like, I don't want it to always be like the light skin baddies, or you know, it, mm-hmm. I do really try and incorporate as much um, when it comes to features and. Um, because I guess uh, people say that you make sims that kind of look like you or sims mm-hmm. that more like, are to your style. So I feel like I don't tend to make more sims who do look like me and I look very Nigerian. Well, I think so anyway, because I look like my dad, who is Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it is, it is... I have to say, I probably haven't made as many... Because I have made an outfit that has um, like Ankara and Kente print mm. on it as well. So that's definitely mm-hmm. something that I um, spent time doing a bit back in the day. But I haven't done as many clothes as I, as I would have liked to because I think my focus has been on hairstyles more so than anything. Um, but I definitely do want to explore more of my like my headdresses and my outfits when I get more familiar with making clothes. But that's definitely something that I'm going to be exploring down the line.
0: Nice. Um, what are the best comments you've heard from people responding to your, con- to your, to your content?
1: Oh, uh, I think the, the ones that hit home like the most are when people are like, Thank you for seeing us, or Thank you for seeing me, thank you for allowing me to be able to make a sim that looks like myself, or Thank you for be, for be uh, for you making this content. My daughter is able to see herself in her game, and that hits home. Because being a young gamer, very, very easy to feel a lack of self-love if there isn't content there available for you to make some, to make a character that looks like you. You go searching mm. and searching because you know from experience, I I never used to make Black Sims, like t- Sims 2, Sim even sometimes in The Sims 3, but I remember specifically The Sims 2, there wasn't that much content out there for me to be able to. Um, make a sim that looked like me so i ended up making like more latino sims or white sims because i wasn't making a black sim often there wasn't content um right so you know being able to influence young simmers and young gamers to make sims that look like them and feel confident and feel and feel you know proud that they can make a sim with like puffs and and loving their curls and loving their hair in its natural state that for me is the is the major game changer so when it it hits home when it's the kids, especially. I recently had someone, you know, say that her nieces, when they found the content and like she she loaded my content into their game, like they lost it. They lost it. But it's like, <laughs> what? Look at these braids. Look at these curls. Is it? Damn! It's like I'm doing it for you lot. I'm doing it for you lot because I want you lot to be able to feel proud. I want you to look mm-hmm. at your sim and be like, yes, my sim is black and beautiful. It's
0: simple <laughs> as. Yes. Um, so, what was your level of skill when you started out creating custom content for Sims, and what how have you progressed throughout the years? Um,
1: novice, like absolute, <laughs> absolute novice. Um, I had some baby, baby Photoshop skills because um, mm-hmm. I used to, <laughs> I used to play IMVU back in the day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I used to edit some pictures for IMVU um but that was like years and years ago so then when I picked back up photoshop and then trying to um because that's what I, that's what you use to make the textures for the well, for clothes for the sims so mm-hmm. when I opened it back up to to make that the sheet I was lost I didn't know what I was doing I was like mm-hmm. no what is happening and then again with Blender, I don't, it. It took me a year to even get back into you, Blender because it it scared yeah. me so much. I could not figure out what I was looking at, what was expected of me. Um, but once I did dip my toe, I it just I couldn't stop. And so I wouldn't call myself an expert now, and I am by no means mm-hmm. um, like. I am by no means a, like, super blender creator or anything like that. But I would say that my skills have um, grown, like, expeditiously since I first started. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know my way really well around blender. I know how to make, I know how to make art. And for me, it's, like, about making our hair well, you know, so... It's definitely grown a lot, and there's still so much for me to learn. But I would say that compared to when I started out and me running away from Blender, that is progress.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember, um, because I don't play video games a lot, but I do, you know, I'm all around the people who play video games. And I remember hearing a conversation with some black men about, you know, the lack of hair, that even they have to pick from. Mm-hmm. And so from that, in 2000, what was that, 2019, I created this project called the Black Hair Alphabet. And so it was okay. like a daily project, which I don't know why I did that, because I was working a full-time job, I was teaching at a university, university, I was taking, teaching 3D, and then I was like, yeah, let me just add to that and do a daily project, okay. which which for black history month and then i finished it in march because it was ridiculous but um i created like a hairstyle for each letter of the alphabet you know as, as you get to the, toward the end of the alphabet you just gotta start making stuff up i bet uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's fire though that's what's up and then like i took those and then so that was february to march and then in may i was like like a, i think it was memorial day weekend i was like I these images so let me just put them in a book i like looked up how to do that on amazon and so since then i've had the black hair alphabet book and i've gotten little videos from little kids who enjoy reading it but that was out of like people talking about in the video game industry about how they don't have representation and I, i would love to revisit it when i learn how to read realistically like with you know in next like engine or like Z brush fiber mesh like learn how to mm. like realistically hair I would love to read revisit that project but nice. that's why I did that project was because people were like dudes was like oh yeah there's a bald hair and some dreads
1: <laughs> Jesus help us <laughs> no but you're absolutely right on that and I mean to you know when you really think about it I'm thinking Grassroots, so I'm thinking indie games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been on websites like Turbo Squid or CG. I used to work for them. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, so yeah. you'll know if you search mm-hmm. like a uh, black female model,
0: mm-hmm. nothing. Crickets.
1: You search female model, the first black face you'll see is like five pages deep, and even then, mm-hmm. it's it's like. It's ridiculous, like it's horrific. It's horrific, or it's stereotypical. Like, you know, that I saw a really horrible one all like, that. Okay, no, I need to actually report that because it was like yeah. a whole uh, I want to say mammy figure, but you know, it was like bent over, yeah. big bum, big lips. And I was like, what is this? What is this? And so. When you're thinking indie games, indie games don't have the funding to hire a whole 3D artist to make these really mm. elaborate characters that would actually be really representative in their games. They have to deal with like free models or really cheap models in order to stay within their budget. and if they're not, you know, if the resources for curly hairs or even just like a character with really good black features isn't available, the the gaming industry, from the jump, they are kind of at a loss.
0: So yeah, you know yeah. things
1: like the alphabet that you're doing is is amazing, and we definitely need more of like. There's there, I think there's someone is creating an Afro hair library where they are. Yeah, um, my cousin providing. told me. Uh, my
0: cousin actually knows her. So.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's <laughs> just started up. I think this year, or if it was the end of mm-hmm. next year, uh, end of last year. Sorry. Um, and that that's really good because it's it's um giving. People who are starting out with their games an opportunity to create more diverse characters because the content is there. There's no there's no real excuse if the content is there. Right. You've really then got no real excuse from as a grassroots to not include or make your game as diverse as you need it to be from the jump. Um, right. But yeah, so I mean, it is it is bad that just the representation just isn't isn't there for us, sadly. But I mean, some, some people are getting it right. But, you know, it's, it's really slow. Really slow. Yeah.
0: So are there any programs that you've used outside of um, Blender and Maya? Like, I don't know if there are like our Sims programs that people use to change stuff, or is it mostly Blender and Maya that you've used?
1: Um, so to port the models, so like the Blender models and stuff, um we have to use Blender in order to put it into something called Sims4 Studio. And that's okay. what um, we use in order for the game, in order for the game to read the models that we've created. So Sims4 Studio essentially it creates a package and then that allows the game to read it effectively and read all of the, you know, different weights and you know um, textures and stuff that we've made in order to game to read it. Um, but I haven't really used anything outside of Blender and Maya to be honest. I haven't, I'm still, okay. I still, I still feel like a baby creator when it comes to doing anything outside of The Sims. Like I've got this down, but I'm still, I'm still learning about the world of three D modeling. So I can do some things for sure, like really well. But other things, I'm like, okay, you gotta do
0: some work on it. But we'll get there. <laughs> the village will get you there. <laughs> it will absolutely. So how do you choose to, um, what content to create next? Like, what, where do you draw inspiration or how do you choose the next piece of content? Um,
1: I have a really, really intense Pinterest board. Pinterest is a great source of um, inspiration and reference for what I want to do next. And even real life, I mean, when we could go outside, <laughs> um, I used to <laughs> use like what I'd see outside, like people, if I see someone's hairstyle that I really liked, I'd be like, yeah, you, I'm I'm making your hair and um, I'll just like, I'll visualize it or I'll quickly like jot it down on my phone or do like a quick drawing or something. And then I'll go home and try to recreate it and use it as, I guess, a reference. If I can't get it down to the T, then I'll use it as mm-hmm. a reference or I'll find something that is similar to what I saw on Pinterest because Pinterest has everything. Everything. Yeah. Forget <laughs> Pinterest has everything. Um but yeah, so I mean it really I, I don't ever really have um uh like a theme. I just really go with what my heart goes with. I try not to, I guess as a creative, you kind of go with what your heart chooses. And you don't mm-hmm. want to stick to what is expected of you or you don't want to stick to what someone's telling you to do. You kind of go with what your heart wants to do. Because I found when I'm doing, let's say, someone requests something mm-hmm. and my heart isn't in it. I, did, I think I did one request in the entire time that I've been creating. I've done one request and I said to myself, I'm never doing a request again. Mm Because my heart just, it wasn't in it. So my heart definitely has to be in it and I have to look at it and know that I'm going to do it in order for me to feel motivated to get out every day and work on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you, so you, yeah, you definitely want to expand your skills in the future, but what do you want to do with your expanded skills in the future as you grow?
1: Um... So there's definitely the Afro Hair Library that we talked about. I think um being able to contribute towards that, um mm-hmm. also being able to create like dummy models for big like AAA companies. I mean, I'm not I'm not an unknown presence in the in the gaming industry. So I feel like what I would like to do is become a a I wanna say diversity and inclusion because it makes it feel so like I do want to. I think. I think what I want to become is like an advisor. I
0: want Mm -hmm. to advise them
1: what's what's right, what's wrong, what Mm -hmm. needs to happen in order for them to make their games better. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, but I think I think as as a base in terms of like the 3D modeling skills, I do want to create more things for games and make it make it uh, for. Things like Tiger Squid, CG Trader, but also the Afro Hair Library. I want these resources. I want these kind of grassroots, these early, early games. Who do find it difficult to find resources to be able to get the resources and um, and and port them into their games and get as many as many black faces and curly hair and afros and, and dreads as possible in these indie games because that's really important.
0: Yeah. So, so, what are your what are the themes of your Twitch streams, and how are you using Twitch differently than most people use Twitch? Uh,
1: themes? Oh, um, I don't really have a theme, to be honest. I think I just go with the flow. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we spoke about earlier the let's let's play, so he got to have it. Mm-hmm. So, if anything. Um, I spend a lot of time and I'm still working. Um, So we've finished season two. So we're building up to season three. Um, So if anything, my theme is big on like storytelling and drama and what happens next and oh, who's that? And (laughs) so there's a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of storytelling. I I think we like using The Sims in order to tell the story. And I get the chat to kind of direct which way certain situations are going to go as well. So that's how I get them involved nice. in that kind of thing. Um, I know, and actually we do something as well called a college of shame. So I get mm-hmm. the community to send in some of their sims. So I'll treat them as their kids and we send them to college and mm. they have to try and get through the three or four years of college without um, failing So without getting Fs and getting on the Dean's list Or getting somebody pregnant or getting pregnant So it's literally about trying to not shame their parents But it is very, very shameful It is college house, eight sims I can't control any of them They just do the absolute most And I just leave them to it I'm like, listen, I've tried I've done what I can (laughs) If they get an F, they get an F But don't look at me (laughs) Um, that's your child. That's your, I'm telling you, I'll I start calling for the parents. Like, Can you come to the front of the chat and collect your kid? Can you see the behavior? Because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> but, um, but yes, I mean, I think if anything, we don't really have themes. We have like certain uh, games that we'll play, and then we'll do like community days where we play like Jackbox. Um, we're getting mm-hmm. into Among Us, which just came out as well um and yeah i think essentially so twitch, is, twitch has been a really interesting journey for me because for years and years and years i was i guess an entity um mm-hmm. i was just ebonix and she's the girl who makes really cool custom content for the sims um but once i hopped on twitch i became not just ebonix i became danny so everyone calls me danny Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a way for me to connect with my community on a different level. I'm more than just this person who uploads content for you to put in your game. I'm actually this person who I actually want to talk to you and I want to play games and I want to play games with you. And so it was was, it's been an interesting uh, transition from just being this entity to actually being a person. I am a person and I'm here. Mm This is my face, and I'm cool, and I'm goofy, and I hope you like me. If you don't, that's on you, but you're missing out. <laughs> but um, and I only really started like properly streaming uh, consistently in November of last year. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so it's been an interesting um and transition. I I dabbled a little bit like over the years. Um, I'll probably say since about twenty. 16. I did like one or two, three streams here or there, dabbled on YouTube mm-hmm. once or twice. Um, but yeah, so Twitch was a really interesting, interesting transition. But I will never I won't ever take it back. Like this is it's been such a major life changer and game changer for me.
0: Yeah, that's what I realized through like interviewing people on my channel. Um because like I and I I take a certain approach to trying to, you know, come up with questions. And something that I probably subconsciously realized, but then overtly realized is that, you know, I'm showing the humanity of people because in the animation industry, people always want your knowledge and like, how do I get into the industry? How do I do this, Da da da, da. but it's like, okay, who are you as a human though?
1: <laughs> right, right. And that's really important because people do forget that there's a person behind all of this work that's happening, all of this stuff that you see. There's an actual person with actual feelings, actual interests, and it doesn't hurt you to actually get to know them and see that they're cool. You know, they're just, they're literally just like you. Yeah. So honestly, yeah. half the time, it's like, oh my God, it's Ebonics. And I'm like, I'm just Danny. I'm a potato. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I appreciate yeah, it. Mean- I love it. But it's still, it's still like, oh, what? Who? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Please. But, yeah, you know, I'll
0: get used to it at some point. (laughs) Yeah. um, Even when I, like, read, you know, I follow super, super super social media people. And, like, you know, the comments people leave sometimes. It's like, you do realize that's a human being you're talking to, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just weird how people use social media. I think it's because, you know, since for years people are like, oh, social media isn't real. Which is, there's an aspect of that. But I've never taken that. On because it is real. real, real humans are using their being, they're being fake or not. They're, they exactly. that's a part of their personality is to be fake, but they're exactly. real people. So when you talk mm-hmm. into humans, I'm like, you gotta realize what you're saying to people,
1: <laughs> exactly. But it's also the um, it's also the anonymity of it. So mm-hmm. you know, you can say anything, you can be a keyboard, keyboard warrior, yeah. Be the biggest keyboard warrior That you that you want to be But unless you want to direct me Directly say something to me With your true self I've learned to just I don't even <laughs> take none of it I, don't take... it I mean people rarely have anything Negative to say But if there was ever anything over the years And I think a lot of When that happened was when I wasn't on Twitch And people didn't really see me Um, But yeah. any kind of negativity I'd Listen yeah you're gotcha. not paying my you're not paying my bills you're not about to get my work done you're literally you've got no value to my life right now so i'm paying you dust mm-hmm. I, I deserve none of my time so you literally have to just just cut it off and it gets easier right. over time honestly but um mm-hmm. but yeah but i do wish people because not everyone is not everyone's thick skinned so i do yeah. wish people would do you like take the consideration and you know take time to understand that there's a person behind this, and half the time you're yelling at them for something that they have literally no control over.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So where did you get the idea to do a Black Lives Matter rally in the Sims environment?
1: Um. So there was actually a rally that uh, I att- Well, that I took part in in 2016. Mm-hmm. There was literally a take on that same rally um it was host it was um well led by circus sim and simflux back in 2016 mm-hmm. so i literally just did a whole a reboot of that um took it i said like guys i'm gonna do this this year um do you want to do it together or do you mind if i take the lead on it so you know they were cool they said yeah no like go ahead let's do this and, um and yeah, so I just kind of ran with it because it was, you know, trying times. I couldn't personally myself go out to any of the rallies or any of the protests. So it was something that I knew. And because The Sims is my platform, I feel like it was something mm-hmm. that I knew that I could get The Sims community involved in. So yeah. that's kind of where that idea was taken from. And it was literally, yeah, only 2016, around the same time as well. So it was just really crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what it like for people who are not familiar with Sims? What what is like the structure of it, or how do you have a a rally in Sims?
1: So, essentially, what I had people do was, um, in their own games, get their Sims to dress up. So, I created some T-shirts that um, represented, you know, Black Lives nice Matter, "I Can't Breathe," or had the names of some of our fallen. Um, you know, black members of the community, and had them dress up in those t-shirts. But other people have also contributed to the the content. So they've made um, like banners and posters, and you know, poses. They're actually having their sim pose, you know, either standing together or using the megaphone. So there's loads of things that people have. Um, contributed to the community when it comes to this sort of um when it came to this rally but it maybe didn't do it specifically for the rally but they were able mm-hmm. to use said uh creations for the rally so everyone in, in within their own game was able to pose and get their sims to wear certain things and take pictures and when they take those pictures they took them through social media so whether that was um twitter instagram uh tumblr they all uploaded and used the hashtag black lives matter or blm sims rally so i was Mm -hmm. able to track all of the people that were um that participated and it was insane like it was actually insane the amount of people that got involved and it was picked up by like different news, like different news outlets as well and um mm-hmm. yeah like Kotaku and The Guardian so you know it, it showed that you know just because it's the just because it's The Sims doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something or it doesn't send the same message it still sends the same message it still send, sends the message that you know we are a united front and we are bringing awareness to the fact that Black Lives Do Matter it's not a political move it's actually a it's a human right and rightly so, we should yeah, be able to. Speak. We should be. We should be speaking about this. It's not a conversation to be swept under the rug. So um. So yeah. So it was a really. It was really a good turnout, and I'm really proud of everyone that participated.
0: So, what opportunities have you gained from uh, your notoriety, like with different companies and stuff? Um.
1: Oh. So I'm an EA game changer, so that's mm-hmm. really cool because essentially I um, have a closer relationship with EA and the Sims team, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I get to speak with like devs and I get to speak with some of the sim gurus who are the people who, um, they they, t- they are literally the devs, um, devs of the game. Um, recently been sponsored by Noble chairs so the chair that i'm sitting on and that's really important mm-hmm. for me because i'm at my computer all day and i need a good chair mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's really awesome so just being able to have a decent chair and someone supporting that it's really awesome um you know i've worked with different companies i've worked with different um news outlets i worked with logitech um hopefully gonna be doing some work with um some more work with e a some work with um Elgato and mm-hmm. yeah honestly there's just so there's god over the years it's been loads of different people and i've I've spoken to a lot of different people as well um but so I wouldn't really say that no it's it has been my notoriety that's <laughs> that, okay. No, <yeah. laughs> Let's let's get this imposter syndrome out of my system. Let's just <laughs> get it out.
0: <laughs> Make sure um, you watch my video on imposter syndrome.
1: <laughs> I, I guess I saw it. And me and my friend, we um, we did we did a little talk about that as well a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. So yeah, I do have to, I do have to remind myself sometimes. Like no, you're actually bomb. You deserve the things that come to you. Take it in. Mm-hmm. Don't don't right. don't you know dim your own light. Like no, you you're actually doing good shit um yeah yeah. but yeah so i would say the the sponsorships and stuff are only now starting to come in and i think that's more because i've been on twitch and Mm -hmm. that's that's really only started from november um and i became a partner in february so there's still you know things are still um moving and working but i think one of the biggest things that's probably happened which Aided to um, people knowing who I am was my BBC uh, Africa feature, mm-hmm. and I think from that that's when it everything really did like kick off massively, and it yeah it hasn't it hasn't dulled down because I've just there's different different news outlets um I mean on my website. I've got a page of news and features and it's just a whole bunch of different like outlets who speak to me about different things and what you know why representation is important, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, so the sponsorships and 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 people working with me is now starting to happen, but I do also put that down to me actually finally accepting that you know I am who I am. And I do need to start yeah. putting myself out there for certain opportunities as well, because they're not always going to come to me. I have to go out there and get some of these things myself. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So that's what's been.
0: That's what I gotta do. Gotta do it. Um, have you had to deal with any racism for the hair content or your social justice events or anything?
1: Not particularly. Not at all. Okay. And I mean, if I've not, if I haven't, if it has happened i've either just completely ignored it or haven't seen it or have not paid Mm -hmm. any dust um and Mm -hmm. it's it's the it's the positive comments that's that's overshadowed any kind of negative or negativity that would be put towards the content that's been created so um no i don't think anyone's as far as i can see had a bad word to say Mm -hmm. about the it's all been really positive and really welcomed because it's necessary and people are in need of content in order to feel seen in their games so I'm I am so, I feel quite fortunate about that because you know the internet yeah. is a hard place for for a black person but a black woman
0: <laughs> yeah
1: the internet, a, <laughs> the internet is a wild place so um I'm, I'm very fortunate that I haven't been able to that I haven't had to experience uh, like levels of racism when it came when it comes to my content.
0: What do you hope for the future of Black game content, whether that be um, you particularly or just in general?
1: Um, man, I think the hope for Black game content is just being able to pick up a controller and know that you're not gonna have a problem making yourself, or you're not gonna have a problem making someone who looks like you. Um, I mean, personally, that's. I feel like that's my mission. I feel like that's my mission to make that happen. Um, I see it happening in, in, you know, bits and pieces. Like, there's little droplets here and there. You can see people are trying. I mean, with the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, like, they really paid exquisite detail to the... Even just, like, that's with his hairline and his heritage. You know, you see people really getting... Because, you know, he's mixed black with Puerto Rican, so that's, there's that combination of being a black Latino that you don't often see, you know, when you see Latino, you see someone who's, you know, like I think like the white Latino, but seeing a black Latino, and him embracing his culture as well, you know, that that's the kind of thing that that the world needs more of, so I'm I'm hoping that, you know, they are, in some that leading by example, and that other companies start picking up on how representation works, and it doesn't always have to be It's really weird to say, like, I feel like asking for representation is like asking for your, a a pair of jeans in your size. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's a difficult request. Um, But, you know, gaming industry has made it like as if it's, it's, it's really hard to deliver. But, you know, some of these companies are making it so that it's not. And so I definitely hope that they share their knowledge. I think that's a really important thing, sharing what they know so that other game companies can get it right. Because a lot of people are not getting it right. And that's where um that's where the trouble is. So I'm definitely hoping um to make some difference, to bring some awareness and you know, hopefully one day become an advisor for like all not just one specific company, but you know, across the board. I think everyone Well, I think all games should have the, um, especially when it comes to like character creation, I feel like all games, there should be no limitations. There should be no lack of one particular style or there should be no like more, there shouldn't be more straight hairs and curly hairs when everyone's hair is equal. Everyone has different types of texture hair so that all of that should be considered. We shouldn't be put on the back burner Or we shouldn't be a last thought when it comes to, um, you know, representation and being seen. So I'm definitely hoping that going forward and that future games, that we do not have to run into these problems. Because I'm going to have something to say about it.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the Miles Morales trailer. I I thought earlier to to, 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 um, ask you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: you Oh, I was watching it live. I was losing my mind. I was so happy, honestly. I mean I love Spider-Man. He's like my favorite superhero, but Miles Morales is literally my absolute favorite. Absolute favorite um superhero. Um or favorite Spider-Man. Um mm-hmm. and so when I just I saw him come up and I just leaned into the screen, and I was like, hello, <laughs> Miles. <laughs> is that you? and they did so they did so well with him on oh man my mind's blown i cannot wait for it to come out
0: yeah they had a little tapering like okay 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 i was like yes
1: we're getting it we're getting there and i i pay really close particular attention to hair i don't know if it's because i've been doing what i've been doing for so long but when it comes down to like features and hair i really i'm so like mm, i'm looking i'm looking for anything and but no they really got it they got it right and i'm so impressed
0: Um. So, what are like some big things you want to accomplish with your form in the form in the future? What are your like big ideas you have to have? Um,
1: I think the big ideas is I think of what I really want to do as a game changer right now. So, using my role as an EA game changer is, I guess, starting with what I know. So, I want to be able to advise the sims team on how to you know get the game right for when it comes to creating uh when it comes to the assets of character creation and you know where they're going wrong where they're going right where they could do better and i think that's Mm -hmm. my biggest goal because it's you know it's something that i've been doing and focusing on for so long and um something that i'm not far from i don't feel like i'm far from accomplishing now that i am an EA game changer um, so that's if if I have some kind of input or say into what kind of goes into the game or even just giving them the advice that's still a step in the right direction to me because it's you know it's something that I'm really passionate about um in terms of like outside of the Sims I think it's more getting closer with said with with different like uh, Gaming publications, gaming companies. So, building up that relationship. So, you know, these things, they take time. I'm not going to be one to rush and force a relationship. I want it to be organic and I want them to know that, you know, I'm not pushing up on you because I want anything out of this working relationship. It's more so that I want to be able to make your platform better and to make your games better and so that it Mm -hmm. touches not just the one type of gamer that I feel like they're reaching to, but they, it, they need to be able to reach the entire gaming community. And that's my kind of end goal in order for games to touch everyone and not one particular form of gamer. Um, so yeah, so my long-time goal is to definitely work a lot closer with EA. Like, that's my starting point. But, you know, the be-all end-all is to definitely... Kind of build up the, the relationships with um, different gaming uh, platforms and and studios, and seeing what kind of work I can do with them to make their game uh, more diverse and representative of the gaming of the gaming community as a whole. Because there are a lot mm-hmm. there are a lot of us that play games, and I don't feel like they know that, or they're ignoring the fact, the matter of fact of the fact that there are a lot of black people who play games. And there are a lot of people of color yeah. who play games in general. So, you know, let's not ignore the fact that we are putting hella money in your pockets, but you're not even trying to make characters that look like us.
0: Right. So how can people follow you?
1: Um, so you can find me on Ebonics Sims on everything. Um, my website, if you play The Sims and you like some custom content, you can find me on ebonics.com. Um, but on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all of that jazz, you'll find me on Ebonic Sims.
0: And to everyone out there, I would like you to like, So I know it's real. Come and tell me how you feel. Subscribe to Zilladil and sign up for post notifications to show your zeal. And I'll see you in the next video. Boo. Bye.